Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of The Quinn Spin. I'm your host, The Quinn. At least that's how I'm known here on the program, and I'm back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more for another rousing and riveting installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective. You just heard Revel 9's All Become at the top of the show. That's been our opening theme song here at The Quinn Spin since the great year of 2014, and it will be until the very end of days. And we have another guest joining the three-time guest club tied for second place all time it is ty warner coming back to the show and ty is actually in the middle of an interesting pivot of course he is releasing a single called this is not goodbye on february 2nd but before that he is transitioning out of his full-time air force career and taking the leap into pursuing music and creativity full-time. So, catching Ty at a very pivotal time in his musical and creative journey, and we talk about that pivot, and we talk about what is on the horizon, not only with the single release, but thereafter. Let's get to it right now, and you'll see me again at the end. All right, everyone, back here on the Quinspin, as I mentioned and promised you at the top of the show, joined once again by Mr. Ty Warner, coming to us all the way from Cheyenne, Wyoming, here today. This is actually the first one we've done remotely, Ty, over Zoom. We did our first two episodes together, yeah. of course, in person here in Nashville. But thank you for uh, jumping on the Zoom machine today. Yeah, well, uh, everybody, uh, we have to thank, in a positive way, you have to thank COVID, because without COVID, in its own way, we wouldn't have this in- incredible uh, media capability to communicate with people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Our Zoom adventure here at UMC and the Quinn Spin, of course, started in 2020 because of COVID. You know, so, yeah, without that, you know, we we would be try, still trying to figure out how to do this remotely. But, yes, yeah. one of the silver linings of that time. And so, yeah. first of all, I want to acknowledge that now with this appearance, tie, you are in a five-way tie, I believe it is, for second most guest appearances all time with three. You are tied with... Lauren Gomance of Sulfit Counseling. You're tied with Lord Goldie, Foundation Mecca, Mike Roy of Roy and the Secret People, and you. I feel like there's one more I'm forgetting. I don't remember off the top of my head who. So if I'm forgetting you, I apologize. But congratulations. You're now in a at least five-way tie for second most guest appearances all time. Well, there was a Saturday night, Saturday and Saturday night live skit a few years ago, a couple of years ago, five or six years ago with Tom Hanks, Paul Simon, and they wore these bathrobes, these 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 bathrobes with the numbers of the time they've hosted, and they bump up against each other and go, one, two, three, you're great. No, you're great. And so to, my, to all my other three appearance people, one, two, three, you're great. And so whoever gets to four is going to own the club and get the, bath, the bathrobe with number four on it, and, you know, go to the VIP lounge. That's how it's going to work. Well, Erin McLennan's in the lead with four, so she's the only four-time guest, uh, but all of you have the opportunity to tie her or perhaps even break that record this year, so yeah. who's going to do it? Let's yeah. find out. But yeah. anyway, to reintroduce you to our audience, for those who missed those first couple episodes, which, shame on you if you did, uh, I want to ask you again the three standard questions, and those, of course, are, who are you, what are your passions, and why on earth would you want to come back on the Quinspin now for the third time? Yeah, so... Uh, Ty Warner. Uh, what are my passions? I mean, they, they do change over time, but you have your baselines of our particular uh, brand and what you can find on the website and all the different components with uh, integrity, loyalty, all those kind of things. But the passion 
and the spark is in the communication of the music because when words fail music speaks so that's that's my passion um is to get out there and and try to use that that across the board communication medium with those notes that resonate globally to make our world a better place and uh, a happier place and so doing that along with working with my esteemed colleague um and a cubs fan as well uh so you know that 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 indeed is a challenge in and of itself it is, especially because uh, we've done nothing this offseason but sign backup catchers. But that's for another day. That's yeah, another that that's yeah. yeah, that's that's for the sports sports side of it. So you're working with you and, and trying to go up the ladder. And sometimes you look at it and and it's just a great opportunity to uh, to, to 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 connect and collaborate because what it comes down to is building the team, right? And that's what it's about. What you bring to the table, and you and I have talked about this many times. The component, the management component, SWAC, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and challenges, and who does what, and who who can one put together with the strengths that they have, and so on and so forth. So you have your your job, Jar, and I do, and you bring it together, and it merges and it meshes, and off we go. Mm-hmm. And it has been a gradual build over the past few years. You know, we became acquainted in. 2021, which I'm having a hard time believing it was already three years ago, 2021. <laughs> yeah, Feels like it just happened. But, mm-hmm. you know, I remember, you know, we ran into each other here for the first time at Helping Our Music Evolve that spring. And, you know, I think we started talking baseball because I was wearing a Cubs hat, right? And yeah. then I went on a road trip out west, out in, into your neck of the woods, came back and you were here again, traveling in from Cheyenne. And then we decided to start working together. And, you know, I've I've had a chance to watch and really help develop, you know, Ty Warner Global, you know, at the base level here, at the foundational level. And it's been interesting to see over the past year, you know, the different opportunities that you've gone and sought out, the different connections you've gone and made, you know, as you look to build out what Ty Warner is in the public consciousness, right? What this brand is, what, what music for the globe means. Right. And so in, from your perspective, you know, through 2023, I think a really pivotal year, you know, as far as defining the future direction of where you're going musically, but what were some of the things that 2023 in particular taught you as you move forward into some exciting, a uh, new territory that, of course, we'll get to here in a bit. Well, the challenge of being taken for what the value proposition is of your talent, of one's talent, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we travel, we had a banner, we had a banner year artist-wise because uh, the band that I have that I put together and I hate to use the word I, we've talked about this before, it's usually we, right? But there has to be somebody that's doing it. But so we had an incredible year backing three different artists, banner banner artists uh, as a backup band, sort of like as the as the band that, that, that you would see behind Delaney Wilson or whatever when you're on stage and so on and so forth, uh, or whoever it may be, right? Uh, so the predominant artist in that arena was Olivia Francis. And mm-hmm. so she came out here and did a number of ma- magnificent shows. Uh, so from there, the point is you can go from the revenue stream of different, different pockets of who takes who for what their worth is. For instance, does a club owner 
does a does a person at a brewery really care whether someone's from Nashville? Right. Or that, or the or is that person just someone that's going to play for uh, $150 for three hours or uh, or $200, that kind of thing, as opposed to pitching, no, this is what we're worth. And this is the, this is the hard stop. And if it doesn't work out, then, then that's just the way it's going to be. And, yeah. and we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to take that step because it's just not fiscally advantageous to us for that. And so that's probably, that's one of the big things. I mean, I'll, I'll say it without reservation. It was an incredible year. It was a fantastic year. I mean, releases, two releases, two, two benchmark releases that came out, um, all the different live shows, Cheyenne Arts Festival, uh, Air Force Academy Music on the Lawn Series. Uh, so we had a number of great opportunities traveling up and down the I-25 corridor. Uh, by, by that, I mean down to Denver, Colorado, down to Colorado Springs, and back up. We're going to Concord even more this year. But um, yeah, that's the biggest thing is understanding that what your value stream is in terms of your what you're worth and what you're going to be paid what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think a part of that too, you know, because this is definitely something through the academy we've been focusing on with with our uh, students um, is creating that value proposition and communicating that value proposition, right? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, what do you bring to the table? through these performances, through these experiences that they can get from you that they can't quite get anywhere else. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think, I think that's a place where, you know, a lot of artists, you know, especially artists who might be kind of new to the game, like, you know, they think talent will be enough. They think, you know, like, Oh, well, I just need to run into the right person. I just need to be discovered and it'll be happily ever after. Yeah. It takes work to get there. And it also takes work to really figure out what your value proposition is because you have to create that value through your experiences, through the art that you're creating and the ways you communicate. Right. So for, you know, for you, as you navigate the live music ecosystem out there, especially, you know, in Cheyenne, which isn't Nashville, right. You know, and you know, it's, it's a smaller market. How do you help your band, the change agents and these artists stand out as a cut above the rest when it comes time to come to the table and figure out that value. Yeah. So it does, it comes from a number of different things, but number one for me is leadership, mm -hmm. right? Is being a leader and a follower and understanding what I'm going to do in order to make the product better. Again, lead the tip of the spear. Like I said, everybody, everybody's equal. We're all born equal. Some are born more equal than others. Right. So when I take this assessment of where we're going and what we're doing, and I'll go back to what motivated me was I saw an interview on 60 Minutes one time with John Bon Jovi, and he said, I don't want to be a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Not everybody is going to want to be in search of a Grammy, mm -hmm. in search of a number one, in search of a hit, in search of a cut, right? And so I combine that with Locally, I've got a group of individuals, and I'm just going to say it. They believe in what I bring to the table. They believe in me. They believe that that I've got uh, a product, and they're going to follow me, and we're going to go wherever I say we're going to go. And then when you bring in the kind of talent we had this summer with these, these three artists, um, that's going to be the legitimacy and the validity of what I'm saying. Just believe it's going to work, right? So that that's that's probably, without a doubt, the biggest thing is you have to believe in what's going on. And I went to the Durango Song Expo in Littleton, Colorado, 
and I was with these these heavy hitters, a lot of sync, a lot of major players. And there was a guy named Jared Cosley. Jared Cosley runs a company and they have these panels similar to other different panels that you can go to different seminars, Tim Pansel. And he said, and if you look at the Toyota Sunday night football commercials, that's his gig. That's the thing that he produces, right? And uh, and he said, you got to be in it for the long game. So when you're talking about your teammates, when you're talking about your teammates that say, oh, yeah, run into the right people and so on and so forth. Sure, it might happen. It could happen. And just because you run into them doesn't mean it's going to immediately manifest itself. And so for this for this construct, it's the long game. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't make it any clearer than that. You've got to you've got to plant those seeds and continue to tend those seeds, and they might take years to actually grow into anything. You know, I was just having this conversation over the weekend. Like, uh, there was a content day here at the studio, and I forget how it came up, but you know, I was talking about the history of this show. You know, now we're in year eleven, and you know, there are artists. You know, it, it blew my mind around the tenth birthday when uh, Scotty was getting the clips together from previous artists and guests we featured and previous co-hosts. How many artists from like 2014 still remember their specific experiences with finding this show? And that's the thing is like, you might meet somebody now and 10 years from now, like you might come around to work with each other again, you know, and it might be, you know, you're, you're all further along and you're able to help each other more meaningfully perfect example of that you know we just you know through umc we covered the uh nashville's big bash on on new year's eve that was through a pr contact i made five years ago we met up at hattie b's for hot chicken when i was getting ready to move here and then i get this email five years later about hey do you want to come cover this enormous event with two hundred thousand people you know and that's the thing is like you 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 never know what the seeds you plant are going to grow into you never know who the you know what the connections you make are going to lead to and how you can in turn help them later on as well and so you know it is this journey of just continuing to plant those seeds to foster those relationships to ask people questions about how you can be helpful to them you know and you know to build community because you know if somebody from that community goes on to bigger opportunities they're going to want to bring their friends and the people that they've been there since day one they're going to want to bring them with them at least in my opinion they should want to right and so it's it's amazing to see you know that take place over time and certainly you know for you as you've had the chance to you know you've been working with olivia for a few years now you've had a chance you know through the connections you've made and the travels that you've gone on to you know build even a greater ecosystem for yourself, for Ty Warner Global, for the change agents and everybody, everybody involved, everybody therein. Yeah. And yeah. now you're to the point where there's an interesting transition happening for you uh, here right. coming up in a yeah. couple of weeks. So tell us about the leap you're about to take, Ty. Well, it's all about timing, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm big into, I, I'm very big into motivation and inspiration and uh, a lot of Instagram feeds, a lot, a lot of my followers are on, are, are on pages or, or feeds that talk about inspiration and what's going what's gonna to move someone, right? So one of them is that if you wait for the right time to make it happen, that time is never going to happen. It's never going gonna, gonna to be. It's gonna, you just have to take that leap of, I have to take the leap of faith in order to make it happen. And so the stars are in alignment. I'm going to transition 
I'm going to transition out of my full-time Air Force career, and I'm going to plunge headfirst into the the following the path of of success uh, in in my musical career. And so that's going to happen. And it, I just I've just reached the point where I feel like one has to give way to the other, and uh, I'm fully positioned and ready to go. Yeah. And yeah, so. I, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. One of my dearest friends. This is another thing we talked about. We because we just uh, I'm career military, right? We just had a we just had a a, a change of command ceremony uh, for a senior leader last Friday at F.E. Warren Air Force Base, right? And we talked about the, the, the there's this term out there called mentor, and being a mentor really. Uh, and sometimes I think that term is over overused, right? I think that for for me. I like to gravitate towards people that are coaches for me, that that help me with certain things, um, because I think there there is one thought process that you can only be one mentor to one person. If you're a mentor to a lot of person people, then you're not really in that lane of what a mentor should be. That's just one philosophy. So, anyways, one of my coaches said to me, "You don't retire, you refire." And when I transitioned out of my active duty military career, I remember he told me that, and I've always remembered that because. I like to use the word transition because the term retire has such a, a, it's a disdain. It has a connotation of finality to it or, or, you know, I'm okay. Now I'm going to go, I'm going to go to a grocery store. I mean, that's just not going to happen. You know? Right. It's just, yeah, let's go. You know, whatever, you know, I've got the hat on and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, so um, that's not me. It never would be. So I'm about to transition to my next career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to the next chapter, you're about to graduate from one to the other. And I think, you yeah. know, I, I love that perspective that life is this series of transitions, graduations, mm -hmm. you know, there is this sense of impermanence, you know, and as there should be, because, you know, we should always be trying to grow, we should always be looking to learn new things and challenge ourselves in new ways, you know, regardless of what stage in life we are, what stage of our career that we're in. What are you looking forward to the most about this next stage to where you're focusing full-time on your creative pursuits? Well, um, again, part of my remarks that I'm scripting for, for the, my, my, my transitional center, like, let's just say it, the retirement ceremony, right? You invite people and it's a, it's a celebration, but it's all about the time, right? It's all about, there, there are big motivational people that talk about there's 24 hours in the day and then how many seconds are in that day. So for me, it is the opportunity to devote nine hours a day to this industry that I'm so immersed in now. Cause nine, cause, cause the schedule I work right now, I only have a certain amount of time that I can devote to the musical aspect of my career because I also have a family and those kind of commitments. So um, this will be an opportunity to, to delve into uh the creativity part of it in, in a much more uh, productive manner because there'll be more bandwidth for me to to uh, operate. Yeah. 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 And I think starting out too, you know, and I think any artist who starts out like you've got to test the waters and it helps to have that like steady income while you're doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and even like I remember when I moved here to Nashville, you know, I had a day job. I didn't like that day job, but it paid well and it helped me kind of get my feet wet. But I ran into the same thing, right? Where, you know, I'm there, I'm commuting in, you know, so I'm leaving the house by like 730, 
not even getting done till five, you know, then, you know, you take care of all the life stuff. And by the time I actually sat down to work on anything involving UMC or the show or whatever, at the time, like it was eight o'clock and I was lucky to get like three good hours out of myself before I'm falling asleep on the desk. Right. Correct. Correct. And, it, and you get to a certain point where it's like, all right, like something's got to give here one or the other, because I think you get to a certain point where you want to grow, but you can't grow the way that you want to with the time constraints that you have. Right. So you've got to make a choice, you know, either this is going to be a hobby or this is going to be my full-time focus going forward, yeah. Yeah. you know, and there's nothing wrong with either choice. And it really just comes down to, you know, what you want out of it, how bad you want, what you want out of it and the time that you're willing to put in. But yeah. if you, you know, I I've come to find, you know, in 10 plus years that like, if you want to make a career out of it and you want to build a legacy on this, eventually you've got to take that leap and not to romanticize it because it's, there's nothing easy about it, you know, and I'm not going to like, I don't want to sugarcoat it for anybody out there. Like this leap, you know, for me, this is what it did. It will teach you everything you need to know about yourself yeah. <laughs> professionally and personally, but like, that's part of life's challenge and that's part of life's journey. Right. And so, you know, it's a worthwhile leap to take, but, and, and to your point too, like, you're never ready. You just make the decision, right? Correct. Like what's ready, you know, yeah. like ready is this idea that we have that doesn't really exist because there's, there are always going to be things that arise when you take that leap that you didn't know about, you know, you can't, you can't help what you don't know that you weren't prepared for that you learn by doing, you know, that even just, you know, researching and reading information online is only going to teach you so much, but once you get out and experience it, then it hits you flush and then it's easier to internalize that lesson at least for me yeah. i don't know if you feel the yeah. same way but yeah yeah well let's break break for a second and let the world know what an incredible job you've done with your endeavors with with from so for everybody that's been to home right gerard was this little this guy that would just stay huddled over this desk he had the cubs thing on and i only knew him from the back from his back whatever who was on the back of your jersey Rizzo I think it was Rizzo that day yeah. yeah Rizzo and he had the hat you know you're passing in and out of home and and uh and so then we started sort of connected there so from there you've got two different venues going on not venues you've got you've got two different enterprises that you're you're nurturing and you're moving along the, the path which I think is just a remarkable testament to believing in yourself drive diligence and determination those those, those are the three d's right and so you possess those and then do I want to associate myself with someone who's got those? Yeah, that that's that's uh, that's something that that uh, is is incredibly admirable because there's a lot of tough days where you you wonder why you're doing it, you know. So, yeah, so, and, yeah, and I think I think you missed one. It doesn't start with a D, but stubbornness, <laughs> stubbornness. Because sometimes said, you're well, yeah. you said drive diligence and determination, which are all true, but the stubbornness, you know, like you need to just like. Because that's that's a good point is like, you know, there are days where you don't it's hard to see the forest for the trees and it's hard to really mm -hmm. like there are definitely days when you take that leap and something happens and you think it's all over. Right. Like you think it's the end. Like, oh, well, this is where I, this is where I go back to corporate America, everybody. Mm -hmm. But like there's always a way through. And I think what I've had to learn over the past three plus years since I took the leap and multiple instances of that to be honest is that like once you let the emotion of those moments level off 
you think more clearly. And once you think more clearly, you find a solution and you figure out what got you to that point that you need to change so yeah. that you can move forward and the compass is pointed in a truer direction, right? Like, like I said, like the leap is going to teach you everything you need to know about yourself. And it's going to bring you face to face with a lot of uncomfortable truths, especially if you're in my position three years ago where, you know, it's just you out here in the wilderness, 800 miles away from your family. You don't have a significant other. You don't have kids. You don't have pets. You don't have any. It's you navigating this new strange world that you've given yourself, right? Without the comfort now of a day job. Like it's gonna, you're going to get hit in the face with some things when you take this leap. And it's not to scare anyone. It's to give people a realistic idea of what to expect. So you know how to navigate those things better. Yeah. Because, because yeah. if you just think you're going to come out here and you're going to just start busking down on Broadway in Nashville and Blake Shelton's going to whisk you away to a record deal, it ain't going to happen. Like yeah. this is like, in a way, the leap is where the work starts at a whole new level. And like, you have to be committed to that work and you have to, it's a chance to get obsessed with it more than you've ever had a chance to before, which yeah. is exciting, but you've got to find the excitement in it and not let it overwhelm you and learn to take it day by day yeah. and learn not to get too high or too low from any triumph or quote unquote failure. Like you've got yeah. to find a way to stay level and not let the emotion of any one moment drive the bus. Yeah. No doubt about it. I, I, I equate it. I use the term you use stubborn. I use it. I use the term. We did this in the last uh, chat. We had a fortitude. It's about fortitude. Yeah. I'm all about that, those, those, that, that particular train of thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, a certain toughness, you, you like a resilience that you have to build up mm -hmm. because, and you only build that resilience too, by like going through the discomfort. Like, you know, it's just like, it's just like training any muscle. Right. Like yep. the must like if you've never been to a gym before and you lay down trying to bench three plates, yeah. you're gonna have problems. Like yeah. you you need to work up to it just like and you need to build that resilience muscle as well, you know, by experiencing discomfort, by stepping out of that comfort zone, by letting yourself fall on your face once in a while. But then actually taking the lesson from that and learning it. No failure is permanent unless you decide that it is. And I think no, no doubt. That, that's that's the one thing like this leap has taught me and it's taught me a lot of things but if i could pick one yeah. right now in this moment it's that you know those moments that feel like the end are really just moments where it's the end of that chapter of doing it that way yeah, yeah. you know now starts a new chapter of yeah. doing it another way you know and yeah. for me like 2023 um you know i you know, I, I, I took a, I took a lot of big shots at the beginning of 2023 and of 2022 going into 2023. And I was just like, well, this is the final battle. Like I, I kind of phrased it as that in my mind. And I'm like, you know, at, at the beginning of 2023, it was interesting because I had the mindset of like, this either works or it doesn't this year. Like mm -hmm. I told I even told my sister, give me one more year. And if it doesn't work, I'm moving home, like full disclosure. But what I realized is it was the final battle. But it wasn't the final battle I thought I was getting into. It was the final battle of doing things that way. And it was also the final battle with certain parts of my ego that I finally had to put to bed in order to build the platform that I know I can build. Yeah. Like we're always yeah. going through these beginnings and endings, but there's no permanent ending unless we decide there is. Yeah, the twists and turns. No, I totally I totally and then and then you say, yeah, you're gonna you would resign you would resign yourself to uh going back but what would you do you know exactly and that was part of 
honestly, the, the, the second half of 2023 in particular, it's like, this is great back home. Yeah. And I know it's there for me anytime, but I've still got unfinished business in Nashville. I've still yeah. got things I got to do. I've still got a thing I want to build. And yeah, what would I do? Yeah, what, what would you do? I, you know, like I, you know, I have an opportunity to build this platform. You know, I have an opportunity to, I, I'm smarter than I've ever been because of all of the things that have happened along this yeah. journey. And yeah. I feel like the offerings are, you know, better and more rooted in value and substance than they've ever been because of that. And it's in, in a lot of ways because of the shots you take both in yep. terms of the chances you take and also the shots you take, you know, flush to the face, 100%. 100%. you know, like yep. it's like, there's no question in my mind that it's made me a better entrepreneur. And that because of it, UMC is better than it's ever been in terms yeah. of what it stands to offer. You oh know? yeah. It's, it's, it's totally, uh, it's, it stands in its own. It's diversified. It's, it's, it's united, but diversified at the same time. And then you've got your other platforms that feed off that. It's just, it's just a marvelous product. Yeah. Like this podcast, The Quinn Spin, which we're yeah. joined by Ty Warner, of course. So, yeah. Ty, uh, to celebrate the leap, and I don't know if I don't know if you did this on purpose, but right after you transition out of the Air Force on February 2nd, there's a new single coming out. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it, who helped put it together, mm -hmm. and what we can expect? Well, sure. So um the song is called the song is called This Is Not Goodbye. And it is a universal theme. And the theme is that when someone passes away, it's the song of the person that's passed away, letting the person that, or whoever they left behind could be more than one person, but that that particular individual will not be left behind. And why I know it's an incredibly universal theme and why I know it worked in terms of the creation of the product was because when I said I, I went to the Durango Song Festival, uh, excuse me, the, the Durango Song Expo uh, last year, last quarter of last year. Um, and so for those of you that are new to the industry, when we talk about pitching a song, whether you're doing it song feedback at Nashville Songwriters Association International, uh, whether wherever your song pitch feedback formats are, you usually have a lyric sheet that you give to the judges, not judges, judges is the wrong term, but the people that are assessing your work and they're usually very storied people. And then you also had, um, and then you give them the the track and you play a little bit of the track. You know, it's about, you have about a three minute window to, to do whatever you want to do. So there were two lead dog heavy hitters and both of them said in two different pitches that I had, they said, so you're writing this song from the perspective that this is the person that's passed on, correct? And I said, yeah, we did. That's how we did it. And they said, I've never heard that before. So A, it connected. And B, it's a theme that everyone understands. So how did they come about? Well, there's an artist, again, let's go back to the, do you remember a couple of years ago, there was that six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing that mm -hmm. everyone was connected to Kevin Bacon? Well, our six degrees of connection is Olivia Francis for me, because she's, I, we met at NSAI. And then from there, it, it, it blended into just kind of writing together in NSAI in the writer's room. And then she introduced me to home. And from home, introduced me to Gerard, introduced me to that whole thing, introduced me to a bunch of different people, producers, Scott Griffin, um, all that different lane of connection, right? And so from there, we wrote this song together. And the song was spurred by the loss of an immediate family member of ours. He said, 
would you write a song about this person? So that's kind of how how that how the cut started. Fast forward to New York City. Okay. So I'm in New York with my beautiful spouse, and it's our it's our wedding anniversary, and she wanted to go see the Book of Mormon. So we go to the Book of Mormon, and for the inquisitive individual that I am, I went down to the orchestra pit, looked over the orchestra pit, looked down, and there's a fella playing the bass guitar. And I was watching him because I'm a big technique guy. I, I like to see how you're, if you use your fourth finger and the way you approach your instrument from a, from a lesson perspective, right? And I said to him, hey, you know, I like your technique, man. It's really, you, you look like it's, you know what you're doing. So he kind of, kind of bantered back and forth. And we thought that was going to be the end of it. Walk out the stage door. There's the guy. His name is Brian Crook. So, so then I got a picture with Brian. We connected. I got his phone number. So he is the guy in New York City, in Westchester County, New York, that produced this cut for us. And this cut, this production that he went to, totally dynamically different, different lane. And Brian has played over 7,000 shows on Broadway. When you are, when you listen to his resume, he's so incredibly matter of fact. And I still need to get a little bit of permission to, to reveal to you to the public, the general public, a couple of people that played on this recording. So we're very excited to to bring this to the forefront because I feel it's a universal. I, I don't feel it is a universal thing. We're all going to leave. How's it going to? How are you going to be remembered? So on and so forth. So that cut comes out on, on February second. Yeah, and I think one thing I'd want to touch on. I want to make sure we we highlight there is when you were pitching the song. Yeah, and they said we've never heard anything like that before what you did was you differentiated yourself through your songwriting right because so often the songwriter will write the song about the person who passed you're Mm -hmm. taking it from the other perspective which again like when the world zigzag and that's such an important thing for artists to do is to find a way to take that relatable thing and make it your own you know, it's uh, I'll, I'll steal an Our Lady Peace lyric. The story's been told a million times, but it's different when it's your life. The story's been told so many times, but it's the way that you tell it, the way that it happens and it's presented that's unique and speaks yeah. to a moment. And so by doing it, by by making that choice to write from that perspective, you differentiated yourself in a way that most other artists aren't doing and that's very very important because with how many people are releasing music every day in this country in the world with how much is out there like any artist needs to find a way to stand apart from the pack you know for for lack of a better term and so i think that's a very important thing to know and i wanted to make sure we caught that because yeah you did it you did it and you caught their attention and uh very excited for this to come on out on February the second, yeah. right after yeah. you transition out of the air, that's quite. And it's a little bit of a turn, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's just the way it falls, right? It's just how it falls, right? As we said earlier, if you wait for the right time, that right time may never come. I mean, it, you, we we see it all the time. There's just so much going on uh, in the world that you just I just have to I just have to make sure that now is the time. And so that's that's going to be a great great opportunity. Brian just brings an entirely different perspective. Scott Griffin, an amazing guy. Um, Bobby Phillips, Sharon Cheyenne, who he did the, the suicide resiliency cut. He's got his own lane of what he brings to the table. But Brian, I mean, he's just so beautifully orchestral from his from his Broadway perspective and 
and and the people that he he uh, he he approaches and and the guy is just such. Brian drinks the best coffee on the planet. Yeah, and his, he's like a coffee connoisseur. Whereas whereas I'm a guitar connoisseur or whatever. This guy, I mean, when when he when he was at the hotel, I mean, he brought his own thing with him. You know, whatever that apparatus is that you. You know, whatever that stuff. I mean, yeah, they had the whole thing. You know, like Everybody a percolator. Was, like he brought his own percolator. Like, yeah, I mean, he brought, like, yeah, he brought every, yeah, yeah, he brought the beans. Mm -hmm. he brought the beans. He brought, he brought the beans. He brought everything. Like we would bring our guitars and our laptops and whatever. He that that's what he brought. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's, a, he's a he's a multi instrumentalist as well. But I mean, it's just a, he's basically he's basically in his own way a genius genius in his own way. He's just a beautiful guy. He lives in New York. You know, whole different vibe. Going back to 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 that part of the country. You know, we were near we were near West Point, and so um, yeah, the United States Military Academy, the Army Military Academy. But anyways, that's what we were doing. Yeah, it was a great time. So we're gonna thinking about going back there in March, and yeah, just getting different perspective uh, of different people that you work with. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, very excited for you. And of course, you know, there's still a whole year, you know, just about in of 2024 remaining after the release of the single. So, what are your other 2024 goals? Now uh, you transition out of the Air Force, you release this is not goodbye. What else is on the horizon? Yeah. Well, I believe that it just gives us an opportunity. Uh, no holes barred, right? No holes barred, just full tilt um, to be able to um, devote, get more on a schedule of perhaps an EP release, perhaps a more scheduled release time, uh, build a consortium of different artists. And, and moving into one of the goals is to move into this company that, Again, through home, through Ms. Francis, Wall of Entertainment with Daniel Collins, right? And uh, that's the company that I'm going to be, I was picked up to be part of their finance, uh, uh, vice president of finances, interim vice president of finances. So that's a big deal to be able to help that company because they're, they're a veteran run talent organization out of Nashville. And so from there, um, try to launch that and see if we can get some bona fide artists to, to uh, take under our wing and bring them to the tip of the spear as well. The, the guy that, the guy that I, I try to emulate in the industry story, there's a guy named Clive Davis. Anybody that's listening to this that wants to know how you want to be, what you want to be in terms of running a company, Clive Davis is your guy. He's your, he's the benchmark. He's just discovered everybody works with everybody, continues to work with everybody. Um, yeah, and so he's one of the benchmarks. I, I know we say don't compare yourself to anyone, however, comma, there are certain benchmark people that that I want to say that is something that I'd like to take from and bring into the hopper. Working with you better, making sure that your company is is you know off the charts and you know, we have an office on music row or an office who, you know, I mean that's <laughs> those are some of the things. So, anyways, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, so Wall of Fame Entertainment, uh, check them out as well. Yeah, doing good work here. I've had a chance to meet Daniel too. Uh, good guy, yep. very insightful. Um, and again, you know, it's not a retirement; it's a transition. It's yeah. new ventures on the horizon. So, both musically and, of course, now on the music business end. So, mm -hmm. let's uh, start to wrap it up. We got a couple more questions. We are coming up on time, but before we do that. Um, yeah. Now that you've, uh, it's been another year plus since we had you on the show, 
maybe this answer has changed. I'm not sure if I asked the last time. I'd have to go back and listen. But if there's one lesson that the journey to this point has taught you that you would impart upon an artist just starting out or to yourself when you just started out on the journey, what would that be? Yeah, the lesson I've learned is that even though I have a tremendous, what I like to refer to as a tremendous inner circle of people that I work with, mm -hmm. all right, whether it's you, whether it's Olivia, um, whether it's the band, whether it's Banks, whether it's Logan, the, the, the inner circle that I surround myself with, be fully prepared to a believe singularly in one's self. And that is from oneself is where you're going to have to generate and go forward with it. It really ultimately, ultimately comes down to the person that you're seeing in the mirror and no one else. That's, that's, right. that's, that's, my, that's my biggest takeaway is that you have people you surround yourself with and align yourself with, but when the bullet hits the bone, you have to be fully prepared. I don't know. It was a child's limerick. I use it all the time, which you're a baker and a candlestick maker. You have to be totally 100% self-sufficient. And, mm -hmm. and then from there you move forward, you move out and people seem to gravitate towards us and vice versa and, and take it from there. But that's really, that's really what it's going to come down to. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think too, through that self-sufficiency, we learn our, our own strengths and weaknesses. We learn what we're good at, what we're not good at, what we want to do, what we don't want to do. And we're able to identify and build our team based on those things. Right. So we can focus mm -hmm. on the, on our strengths and our passions. Right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it takes time to develop that. But, you know, it's, I think something we've both definitely had a chance to learn is like, Hey, you know, who, who do I want to build around me? What kind of team, what kind of vision community do I want to build around me? So this can have as big an impact as I know it can. And so yeah. you've done a tremendous job, of course, doing that, building that community tie. Yeah. And I'm sure here in 2024, it's only going to get better. And before I let you go and then I come back to do the outro stuff, just want to give you a chance to tell everybody where they can learn more about you online. Well, sure. We've got a number of different platforms. We've got all the streaming platforms. Ty Warner Global uh, is the site. Uh, Ty Warner Global is the Instagram handle. Uh, Ty Warner, the change agents is our Facebook page for the band. And uh, just punch it up and you'll see what's happening. And and uh, from there, just if you see me, if you see me on Instagram, please feel free to DM me. I'm glad to give you my number. Um I think I'm done buying guitars for the next quarter of a year. Could be wrong, but just in the meantime, uh, if you need something, I'm just joking because I, you know, there's, uh, I, I, I tend to like to purchase instruments at times, you know, whether it's a keyboard <laughs> or a guitar or a mandolin or whatever. But uh, yeah, just don't, don't don't be a stranger, you know. Whether it's Gerard, reach out to Gerard. This guy will take you. This individual will take you to the top too. I mean, it's all about going to the top of most of the popper most. That's what we're trying to do here, you know. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Ty, thanks again for coming on. This is Not Goodbye coming out February 2nd and the outro to this episode coming right now. All right. There you have it. Always a good time having Ty Warner on the show. And he is now in a multi-way tie with the other three time guests of the show, Lauren Gomance of Soulfit Counseling, Foundation Mecca, Lord Goldie and Mike Roy. Five people tied for second place. Of course, Aaron McLennan still in first place in guest appearances with four all time. Want to thank Ty? Go to tywarnerglobal.com to learn more about what he's got going on as he makes this important transition. And follow the Quinn Spin on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and more also. 
on the socials at Quinspin Official on Instagram and Threads and at the Quinspin, two ends and Quinn, two ends and spin on TikTok and Facebook. Also, Underground Music Collective, our central hub for all things independent music, creativity, community, entrepreneurship, and more. UMCNashville.com is the central hub. We're also on all of the socials, really all of the socials at this point, even X where we're not really active anymore. Follow the UMC20 playlist on Spotify, updated with 20 fresh tracks in the latest episode of this very program every single Tuesday. And I'm going to take us out with Rebel 9's All I Become, the end instead of the beginning. Grab some muffins on your way out. <laughs>